Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him. Isn't that great? That's great, great news. Uh, we have such a wonderful Savior that allows us to worship Him, that loves us with an unending love. And I know a lot of times we don't uh, really grasp the full depths of the love of Christ for us, but God has been so good to us, and we ought to be so thankful every day. If you have the Lord's Word, if you would turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This particular week was an unusual week for me. Typically, I'm pretty clear about what the Lord wants me to preach. And I started off working on one sermon and did most of the background study for it and realized that was not what the Lord wanted me to preach. So we had to back up and, and take a different direction. And I feel very led to, to this particular passage today. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're going to look primarily at verse 7, but I want to back up and read verse 6 so that you can kind of get a little bit of the context. Paul writing here says, So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Let's pray together. Father, we are so thankful to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We are so thankful that we get to walk with you every day. Lord, please forgive us when sometimes we take our focus off where it needs to be. Father, forgive us when uh, we don't always live like we ought to. Lord, I come today as your servant and I ask that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. That, Lord, your Holy Spirit would anoint the words that come out of my mouth. That, Father, you would take these words and that you would plant them deep in us. Father, you would change us and that you would move us to be more like Jesus every day in everything that we do. We're so thankful for your word and what it teaches us. Father, help us to be willing to obey you at all times. And Father, I pray that and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. When's the last time you went to the zoo? Do you remember seeing the African impalas? Most every zoo has African impalas. They're very beautiful animals. It's interesting to me that experts tell us that those impalas are able to jump up at least 10 feet high and jump 30 feet that way in length. But if you've ever noticed when you're at the zoo, there's this little three to five foot, six foot fence surrounding them. They could easily jump out of that pen. But they don't. Why is that? Well, it's because if impalas can't see where their feet are going to land, they'll never jump. Or if you want to look at it like this, they walk completely and totally by sight. Most people in this world, even Christians, choose to live by sight. Most often we want the details, exact details of any situation. We want assurances. We want security. We don't want there to be any risk in anything that we do. In simpler terms, we would say we want to be in control. We want to make sure things work out the way we want them to. 
We want to know how much something costs and how much money we have in the bank account so we can know if we can do it or not. As we come to this letter of 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul is addressing some of the same issues that he addressed in 1 Corinthians. And one of those was that Paul was not an authentic apostle because of the fact that he had suffered so much. So Paul, as he is writing in 2 Corinthians, he points out God's mercy is what had given him this ministry. Paul did not choose this ministry. Paul did not choose to be a pastor, a preacher of the gospel. Paul didn't choose that. God had chosen it for him. It was God in his grace and mercy that came alongside the apostle Paul and called him into this ministry. And so Paul wrote uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he said this, but we have this treasure What is the treasure? Well, it's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus who lives in us. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. So, as he goes on a little bit later, we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction. I don't know if I'd call what Paul went through his light, momentary affliction. He was beaten with lashes on a couple of two or three different occasions, left for dead, stoned, put in prison. I don't know if I'd call that light and momentary affliction, but that's the way Paul refers to it. This light and momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Paul understood that even if the suffering led to death, God had made a preparation for him. A provision for him. Which brings us to today's passage. As he says, we are of good courage in this particular chapter. uh, Because we know while we're at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. But in that meantime, we find ourselves walking by faith, not by sight. What does it mean for us to live by faith or walk by faith and not by by sight? Well, first of all, it means that we belong to the Lord. We belong to God. In order to walk by faith, you must be saved by faith. Galatians chapter 2.20, Paul put it this way, For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Apart from Christ, we cannot walk by faith. Jesus Christ living in us is what helps us to live the life of faith. As Romans 6 points out, we have been baptized into his death, but we have been raised to walk in the newness of life. Guys, if you and I are going to walk by faith, we must live by faith. We must trust Jesus Christ by faith. We have to understand that we belong to God. We have been bought with a price, Peter tells us. The precious blood 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. And since we have been bought with a price, we ought to glorify God in everything that we do, in the way that we live, in the words that we use, in the people that we hang around with, in everything that we do, whatever we say and whatever deed we perform, we ought to do all to the glory of God. When we understand that we belong to God, we can walk by faith. The missionary that I mentioned last week, Hudson Taylor, wrote this. Since Christ has thus dwelt in my heart by faith, how happy I've been. I am dead and buried with Christ, I and risen too. And now Christ lives in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Have you experienced that in your life? Have you experienced the joy of being risen to walk in the newness of life? Walking by faith begins with the recognition that we now belong to the Lord. We've been bought with that price. Christian artist Wayne Watson now, this is probably dating myself a little bit, but back in the 80s and 90s, he was a very popular Christian artist. He sang a lot with Sandy Patty. Some of y'all know who Sandy Patty is. But Wayne Watson sang a song that, that talks about this particular concept. Listen to the chorus. We belong to him. We belong to him. We're crucified right by his side, bought with a price through one sacrifice. We belong to Him. Guys, we're never going to walk in faith until we understand we don't any longer belong to ourselves. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. He has purchased us with His blood. And we are to live our, way, our lives in such a way that we identify with Him. And that people know that we belong to the Lord. The second truth that we need to understand, what does it mean when we say we walk by faith and not by sight? Well, secondly, it means we walk with God. We walk with God. You know, those people who look at us, lost people, people of the world that look at us, they oftentimes judge us with their same viewpoint, their same outlook in life. And most of the time, they don't understand how you and I can go through the suffering that we go through and still be content and still be happy. But we can because we have the Lord Jesus Christ and we belong to Him. We are walking with God. Only faith looks not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. As Paul says over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, for the things that, we, we are, the things that are seen are transient. But the things that are unseen are eternal. As believers in Christ, as we walk by faith, we are walking, looking to the future and, the, and really staking our whole lives on the promises of God. As John, the beloved apostle, noted, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know... That when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Walking by faith, we walk with an eye to the future. 
We walk with an eye trusting in the promises of God. Now, in this modern day era in which we find ourselves, uh, people think faith is kind of like some blind leap off of some cliff. They, they kind of get the idea, y'all, I don't know if y'all saw the movie with uh, Harrison Ford in it, uh, The Last Crusade. It's a pretty funny movie. If you haven't seen it, I'd encourage you to look at it. But he has to pass these three trials or these three tests before he can get to the cup of Christ. His dad's been shot and he's about to die and he needs to get the living water so that he can put it on his dad and his dad will live. Now, that's just a crazy thing. But in one part of the movie, he's reading in this book that he's got to be willing to take a leap from the lion's head. And he walks out here and he's standing by this lion's head. And he looks down and there's this great gorge that he can't even see the bottom of it. All you can see is rock. And so he, he, tries to, he has to kind of work himself up into it and he's still nervous about it. And so he closes his eyes and he, he puts his foot out like this and he falls down like this. And come to find out there's a, there's a concrete rock bridge, or not a concrete, but a rock bridge that blends in with the sides of the gorge. And you can't tell that there's a bridge there. And so he steps off onto that bridge. And that's the idea that a lot of people in this world think about Christians, that we, we just are falling out into the unknown and, and thinking that something's going to happen. Well, guys, faith, walking by faith is not wishful thinking. Walking with faith means walking with God and trusting in His promises. To walk with God is to walk in the light as He is in the light. It means that we need to stay close to Him. All the time. A few months ago, my granddaughter Katie, our oldest granddaughter, uh, came and stayed with us for a few days. And one day I decided I was going to walk to the church from the house and ask if she wanted to walk with me. She was drawing and doing something. You know, she's 11 and she's going on about 20. And, you know, us old people, we're not too cool to be around or whatever. You know, you know how kids are when they get to be that age. But anyway... Uh, she was having a good time. So I asked her, I said, you want to walk up to the church with me? And she said, yeah, I'll walk with you, Grandpa. No sooner than we had got out the door till she took off. And there was no way as fast as I could walk, I could not keep up with her. She walked in front of me all the way to the church. I got the mail and she walked all the way in front of me all the way home. She was not, she was walking, but she was not walking with me. Doesn't that sound like what we do with God a lot of times? We get this idea that God's leading in this direction. He's going to the right, not to the left. And so we get this idea that God's going in this direction. And so we say, okay, I'm off. And just like that, we're running ahead of God. And typically what happens when you're running like that, what happens? If you're like me, you trip and fall and bust your face. Don't we do that spiritually speaking? A lot of times we run ahead of God because we think we know where God's going. Not, not only do we run ahead of God, but we miss the fellowship with God in the process. God wants us to walk with Him. If you and I are walking by faith, we are walking with God side by side. We're not running ahead of Him. We're not lagging behind Him. We're walking right with Him. I like what the scripture verse says in Genesis, I think it's around chapter 5, where it talks about uh, Enoch. In, Enoch I mean, in Genesis chapter 5, it tells us about Enoch, and this is what it says about Enoch. He walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. 
Enoch had such an intimate relationship with God. He walked with him. I, I think he looked back to the time that God came to the garden and walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. And Enoch focused his life on walking with God. And get this picture that one day they're out for a walk and they've been walking for a good while and it's getting close to, to supper time. And Enoch says, God, it's probably time for me to start heading back to the house. And God says, well, you know what? I think we're closer to my house than we are to yours. So why don't you just come on and go home with me? And they just went on to the Lord's house. Isn't that great to get to walk with God? You know, God gives us that great privilege of walking with Him. But so often, as believers in Christ, we either run ahead of God, or we run behind God, or we start trying to tell God what we want, and we want God to bless our plans. The secret to walking by faith is trusting in God and trusting in the one who knows the ultimate plan. We may not know the next step. In fact, sometimes I think I'm so lost I couldn't find my way out if I tried. But I know the one who knows every step I'm going to take. The one who knows the end from the beginning. The one who can be trusted. Walking by faith. For us, it ought to be the easiest task. Because we now belong to God. God lives in us. We've been born again. We've been raised to walk in newness of life. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. It ought to be the easiest thing in the world for us to walk with God. Unfortunately, it's one of the hardest things to do in the Christian life because we want to know the whole plan. We want to be in control. We want to know where God's leading. And sometimes, let's just be honest, sometimes the way God leads is not a path we really want to go down. Sometimes He leads us down the path of losing a loved one. Losing a family member. Sometimes he leads us down the path of illness and suffering. And we don't want to go down that path. But God, as I've said before, is chipping away our rough edges so that we will shine as a brilliant diamond, as a brilliant jewel when we get into his presence. And so God knows what he's doing and we can trust him. Walking in faith means living in submission to the one who knows the whole plan. As the psalmist reminds us in Psalm 37, 5, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Trust your way, commit your way, give your way. Say, Lord, I'm tired of going my direction, I'm tired of doing things my way. Lord, I want to walk by faith, not by sight. One day, Jesus was speaking to a mixed group, some disciples, larger group of disciples, not just his 12, but a larger group of people who'd been following him. Uh, he was speaking to the religious leaders, and he said some really difficult things. Even scholars today say it's a really difficult thing because one of the things Jesus finally winded up saying was, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can have no part with me. Now, Jesus is speaking of spiritual truth, but it's really hard to get beyond the physical description of what he's saying there. And this is what the Bible says in John 6, 66. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Many of his disciples 
turned back and no longer walked with him. If you look at that in, in the original text, this is what it literally says. At this, many of his disciples departed to the behind things and no longer with him were walking. That's the exact translation out of the, out of the Greek text. Many of his disciples departed to the behind things. They went back to their old life. Instead of continuing to walk by faith and trusting Jesus and what he was doing and what he was saying, they went back to the behind things, to the lesser things, to the things of their old life. They went back to walking by sight, not by faith. They chose to trust their own human wisdom over the wisdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. How sad. What a sad commentary. It ought to be a great warning to us that we shouldn't wander and go back from the behind things or to the behind things. We should be willing to trust and walk with God wherever He leads. In fact, I think we sing a song like that, don't we? Wherever He leads. What? I'll go. Exactly. Wherever He leads, I'll go. In Colossians, Paul reminds us, As ye therefore have received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk ye in Him. How did we receive the Lord? We receive Him by faith. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We are saved by grace, God's, and grace is that unmerited mercy that God extends to us. Unmerited favor, not something that we earn for ourselves. It is by God's mercy through faith. Faith is more than just intellectual belief, it's literally casting ourselves on the mercies of God. As you therefore have received the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, so walk ye in him by faith. That's what he's saying. You and I need to follow and to walk in faith. Well, look at this. let's look at the last thing. What does it mean when we say we walk by, by faith and not by sight? It means thirdly that we live with hope. We live with hope. Those who walk by faith walk with their eye on the Lord Jesus Christ wherever he leads. We follow the great shepherd of the sheep. And I, I used this as an illustration a couple of weeks ago about how sheep, you can, a, a stranger can stop and yell at sheep all day long and a sheep will never pick their head up from where they're grazing. But you let the shepherd call them by name and that one sheep will stick his head up and look towards the shepherd and will go wherever the shepherd leads him to go. Guys, that, that ought to be the description of us. We ought to be following the great shepherd. We, we live with the hope of what's coming into the future. We walk, yes, in the daily routines and the difficulties of this world and this life. It's been difficult, has it not, this last year? For some of us, it's been more difficult than others. But guys, we can live with hope because we know the end. We know what's coming. We have the assurance from God. That he is going to make all things new. Hebrews uh, 11, chapter 11 verse 1 offers us a definition of faith. This is what it says. Now faith is the assurance. What is assurance? It's a certainty, right? 
We say sometimes, I hope it rains tomorrow. We, we have this wishy-washy idea sometimes of hope. But the biblical concept of hope is an assurance. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. In other words, we know the things that we are expecting to come true are going to come true. That's where our hope comes from. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. <clears throat> we are certain that the future is coming because of God's precious promises. I encourage you today when you go home, read, read the 11th chapter of Hebrews if you haven't done that in a while. <clears throat> Not only does Hebrews chapter 11 offer a definition of faith, but it is the roll call of faith. It really goes through and shows how each of the Old Testament uh, individuals lived by faith. Abraham and a bunch of those guys, how they lived by faith and how they acted by faith. And the outcome of their decisions. Verse 13, it says this. These all died in faith. Not only did we walk by faith, but we die in faith, right? These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. They lived looking to the future. And of course, in this particular context, it was talking about the Old Testament saints and he was talking about how they looked in faith to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. They knew he was going to come because God had promised that he was going to come. Somebody has described the walk of faith being like an, an ascending, invisible staircase that's really literally encased in clouds. Where you can't see the next step. And, and you're going up this spiral staircase step by step. You can't see where your next step is. And so you have to trust. You just take the step and you move forward. As you look down below you, all you see is darkness and this great abyss. And so you continue going up the staircase up towards the light. And one of these days you will realize and you will wake up and you'll say, how in the world did I get this high? See, you don't realize what you're doing. And so you're going up this staircase you're moving upward towards the light. And you say, how did I get here and how did I climb so high? It is by faith. You're trusting in God. Even though you can't see what the future brings, even though you can't see what the future holds, you know where the staircase ends. It ends in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, the Lord has given us some great and exceedingly precious promises in His Word. We can stake our lives on that because God does not lie and his word does not lie. We can put our trust in what God says. Listen to a few of them. But I, as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Does that not excite you? Does that not excite your heart? You and I can't even begin to imagine we haven't ever seen it. We can't even begin to imagine what heaven is going to be like. The very things that God has prepared for those who love Him. Up for earlier in this particular chapter in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, up in verse 1, Paul says this, For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Guys, we can't even begin to imagine. We can live every day dealing with all the junk that we've got to deal with. 
dealing with all this world dishes out to us, we can live every day with hope. Because hope's not based on us. Hope is not based on what's going on uh, in the world around us. Hope is based on the eternal promises of God. The one who is powerful enough to fulfill his promises to us. Walking with hope means we walk knowing one day the trumpet's going to sound. And the Lord Jesus Christ is going to descend from heaven. He's going to banish all evil to hell. He's going to wipe away every tear from our eyes. And then he's going to take us to be with him where he is. And he will reign eternally with justice and righteousness. And evil will never enter his kingdom again. I don't know about you, but that excites me. I know how wicked my heart is. And I know how oftentimes I walk away from the Lord and turn my back on God and don't go. I either run ahead of God or get behind God, either thing. One of these days I don't have to worry about that anymore. Guys, we get to live with hope today because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. You know, if somebody were to ask me, how do you know that heaven exists? The only answer I can give you is that I believe God and His promises. I believe His Word is true. Unlike any other book on this planet, God's Word is true. So let me ask you some questions. Are you walking by faith or by sight? Do you believe in an unseen future? Does the hope of an unseen reward make you despise the pleasures of sin in this world, which are temporary? Are you willing to bear even reproach for Christ because you counted a greater treasure than anything this world has to offer? We talked about that in Sunday school class today, about the treasures that are found in God's wisdom. Are you willing to deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow after Jesus? Because you know, you know that he's always going to lead you in the best possible path for you. Now, I'm going to say it's always going to be the easiest path, but it's always the best possible path for you. Do you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, knowing that the Lord rewards those who diligently seek him? Or do you live every day griping and complaining about stuff? Are you like the impala who lives by sight or do you walk by faith? Now walking by faith has never been easy. It's not easier, any easier today than it ever has been. It was, it's any, it's not any easier for us than it was for the people in the Old Testament. The only great thing that we have to look back to is the cross and the risen Christ and because of what God has done for Jesus and the promises that Jesus made to us, we know that God is going to fulfill those promises. So in maybe some ways, it is a little bit easier for us to walk by sight, but it's still hard. We face trials and tribulations every day. In fact, Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation. But I like what his other words are on that same occasion. He says, but fear not, I have overcome the world. And when he's talking about the world, he's talking about this evil system that's in place in this world. Jesus has overcome that world. And he offers to us to be a part of his kingdom. If we walk by faith, it means we belong to God. It means we walk with God. 
And it means we live with hope. I challenge you today to learn what the hymn writer said. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Let's go to God in prayer.